Hello, welcome and well done for finding us. We're recording this live from Scotland as an audio podcast, but also as a video for our YouTube channel as well, so feel free to check us out over there as well. My name's Simon, I'm here with my good friends and co-host Brucey and Jimmy D. Today is the 27th of July 2021, and this is The Burek. In 2021, Board of Lockdown. Three friends began producing a podcast. Today, still going strong, they continue to talk nonsense. If you're having trouble sleeping, and if you can find it, maybe you should listen to the Burk. Well, good evening, boys. We're back again. How are you? How are you, uh, Brucey, this week? Yeah, I'm doing good, Si. Yeah, busy, busy week. Still fringe prepping away, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. I know you'll have to come up with someone else for the next few weeks, Bruce, because that's going to be like your life for the next six weeks, isn't it? It's going to be what have you been up to, French, yeah. French prep, been doing so, French prep. <laughs> you have to think of someone else that's got it. Yeah. There is literally nothing else in my life other than eating and <laughs> going to and from Tynecastle at the moment. It's mad, but yes, I made time for the book, though. You know, important stuff. Obviously. Got priorities right there, Brucey. Priorities are right. And you've already heard them. Uh, Jimmy D, how are you this week, pal? Yeah, good, good. Yeah, it's uh, hit, hit the ground with a thump after coming back from a holiday. So, yeah, back into the swing of things at work. So it's all good, yeah. Just looking forward to the next break, you know, good. in a couple of months' time. Yeah, yeah. I know, well, I mean, the weather has been lovely the last couple of weeks, so it's a good time to be on holiday, isn't it? Yeah. Although at the moment, like I say, I'm sitting in the middle of a tsunami here, so things have changed, I think. Great. <laughs> anyway, uh, so guys, let's let's crack on uh, with what's on our minds this week. Um, Brucey, would you like to kick off with what's on your mind? Well, Simon, I've got, I've got, I've got another doozy. You know, you know how I don't like to uh, hang back from these. Uh, what's on your mind? Uh-huh. It's not another hard and heavy one, Bruce. Well, is it's, it? not, it's not hard and heavy. It's it's a it's a question for you, chaps. I just wanted to okay. to, to get your thoughts. And um, mildly controversial, I think. The, the obviously the Olympics are in full swing, and we've just had you know Magic Monday and terrific Tuesday at the at uh, the Olympics, and our athletes have done done really well. You know, we're we're punching kind of way above our weight in terms of size of population and all that. I think we're fifth in the medal table in the entire world at the moment after after two days. And uh, and that's brilliant. And I I love my sport as much as this, uh, as much as the next person, as you know. Um, but I I started to think, well, is it time that maybe a little bit less money went to these sports, elite sports, some of them in particular, which are quite rich folks' sports, I would say, things like rowing and sailing and things like that. Dressage. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of money going to going to fund elite sports so that we can be seen to be, you know, the best in the world, blah de blah. And we've had two years of basically theatres being shut and uh the arts uh being kind of just absolutely battered by it. Um and I just wonder if it's time to actually just rethink that a little bit. You know, it's been a huge push to get the the sort of British team right up the middle table and a lot of money's gone towards it and we've had a really successful, you know, I mean, pretty much since the lottery came in, a really successful kind of run at it. But is it actually worth us sacrificing what's going on in terms of the arts? And obviously, theatre is my interest for the sake of uh, a gold instead see, of think, a silver. I think that therein lies your the flaw in your argument. You're saying that one's sacrificed against the other. What makes you what makes you think that one is sacrificed for the other? I mean, it's not that's. I don't think that's how it works. Uh, I think at, at the at the government level, they have to decide how much goes to sport and stuff. But when you're talking, when you get into the sports, it's about sponsorship. It's about you know who's willing to pay. It's about the TV rights for you know the entertainment. And let's face it, if there was a, a theatre at Olympics for drama, the Britain in general, and I will I will I will say Britain probably holds its own in the medal table as well with the drama and the television and the shows that are exported worldwide from the BBC and stuff that's made here or in partnership with other people. You could argue we actually do fairly well on that front. Now, yeah, on the grassroots stuff, further down, yeah, fine. How much trickles down? That, that yes, could be could be argued. But I think uh, we're, we're, we're definitely Olympic heavyweights at the, at the theatre and uh, drama side of things as well. 
Well, yeah, it's an interesting argument, isn't it? Um, I mean, some would say that theatre is quite elitist as well. Uh, you know, with the uh, certainly cost of tickets and things like that. If you go down to London, you're not going to see a show for less than, you know, 60, 70 quid, uh, which puts out a lot of people's, for a family, certainly, out of bracket. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. And it's hard to sort of quantify, I guess. Obviously, with Olympics and sport in general, you can, you know, you've got a 20-second run and somebody wins at the end of it. I mean, how... It's, it's trying to, I guess, quantify what you get back from theatre from the funding. So, I don't know. Well, well with theatres, you're, you're paying lots of people's salaries, aren't you? And uh, you're, you're, you're creating something which, which the public can go, in, uh, can go and participate in. I can't participate in Adam Peaty winning a gold medal at 200 metre breaststroke in any way other than sitting on my couch watching it, you know? And... Um, now, ah, it, but it might get you interested in swimming or tennis. That's the thing, though. You see, like it could get somebody interested in the theatre. Uh, well, yeah, but I, I suppose my argument is that there isn't three weeks of wall-to-wall telly coverage for, say, the Fringe. You're talking about an equivalent. Well, the equivalent of the Olympics is probably the Fringe that happens in Edinburgh. <laughs> you know, we're we're fantastically blessed that it happens here. But what for me, the, the profile and the amount of coverage and Presages and everything that that sport gets comparatively is absolutely huge. You know, we've just had a month of of the football on the telly. You know, <laughs> and there's a GB uh, football team. You know, um, so I, I suppose my argument is I think sport is getting more exposure. It's more opportunity to make kind of sponsorship stuff. So therefore, the money should actually balance out to maybe places that that, that don't get it. It's what the crowd wants, though, Brucey, isn't it? It's the appeal to the, the wider masses. It goes right back to the days of the Romans and the Colosseums. You know, they want to see sport fighting, you know, big sort of blood and gore and keep all the audience. You know, they did plays back then as well, but they never built a Colosseum for them. I mean, I think the... Uh, built, they built theatres, though. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> they did, but just nothing on that scale. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's to the masses. It's, it's That's what the, the masses of people wanted. You've not heard about it, Jim, because it's not talked about because it's theatre and not sport. There's plenty of theatres from 2,000 years ago. The, 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 yeah, yeah, but the one, in, the one in London, the Shakespeare one, that was pretty small, wasn't it? Yeah, the Globe. Yeah, but it was one of about 50. <laughs> the, uh, when, you got, when we were going through the lockdown and uh, you know all these things were, were on TV for f- sort of free or, or streaming channels or whatever, there was the argument, I can't remember the figures, but you know they were quite high profile actors going on TV saying that, you know, the, how much money theatre and the arts bring into the country. And actually it was it was right up there. You know, I, I don't know if, what it compares to in terms of football or sport or whatever, but I mean, the numbers were right up there. So I think they're equally as important, obviously. Uh, I've got a theatre slant as well. So, you know, I would go towards the theatre as well. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. But, um, but yeah, no, I, th- I think it's... Um, I think Where are we do- Sorry. Thought you were no. done, Sai, sorry. No, I carry on, James, go on. No, where I would agree with you, Brucey, is that in sport, a lot of the time, especially in the Olympics, the money gets invested, invested in individuals, right? And the, the team around them and that person doing well. And their funding, you know, is a lot of the time is based on them meddling or coming home with a medal. Um, but uh, uh, once that person gets injured or once they run the race, so to speak, you know, they're, they're essentially cast aside. Now, yeah, the governing body might then retain some money, but then they go to invest and then one other person or two other people or, you know, a couple of folk to try and get them on that podium and their entire money is driven towards those medals and a lot, very little of it falls off the table to the surrounding sport, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. And I think that is wrong. Well, <clears throat> but Britain has taken a very, very clear elitist view of sport in the last five years, you know, there's a sort of sense of plucky Brits and all that, but take the cycling team, for example. They are a ruthless, efficient uh, machine with the top-level scientists, uh, you know, leave no stone unturned. Uh, they they are absolutely relentless in their pursuit. And if you put them in a Russian tracksuit or a German tracksuit or whatever, they would be seen as, jeez, uh, oh, you know, they're... Uh, there, you know, but because it's Britain, it's kind of how oh, isn't it? You know, it's it's become absolutely focused on kind of that that absolute pursuit of the top. And you're right, there are people kind of falling off. I mean, you know, I'm slightly playing devil's advocate as well because I like to cheer on 
the British guy or gal winning as much as as much as the next person. But I do also think there's a lot of money. It's public money coming from the from the lottery. I don't know. Maybe it's time for sport to have four years of maybe just a wee bit less, whilst whilst another industry is is kind of suffering a bit. It has suffered pretty brutally. Certainly, a lot more comparatively, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Well, no, it's certainly an interesting argument. I'm not sure we'll come up with an answer tonight, but uh, I think um, it's certainly something to think about, and uh, that's what we're here to do, isn't it? Get people thinking and talking. So, so a good one. That's a, a good subject, Brucey. Um, speaking of sport, uh, quickly, I noticed um, that we're ahead of the curve here because on Sunday there was a BBC News programme talking about your story last week, Brucey, about the uh, handball uh, team. Yes, that came up this week as well in conversation uh, with my wife as well. That's right. So we're breaking the news first, Bruce, and others will follow. You heard it here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right, Jimmy D, what is on your mind this week? Uh, Not a huge amount. Do you know, I was was saying I was back at work, but I actually had a day off yesterday and uh, went to a lovely place called the Kearney Fruit Farm. And... uh, uh, it was a great day out for the kids, you know, I've got a three-year-old, seven-year-old, and, and they're, they're that sort of age where they've got a really good activities for them, and you can go and prick your own fruit and stuff. So we took a picnic, and, uh, you know, we bought some stuff before we went, but um, what I noticed during the day is that the energy levels that both my wife and I had seemed to be a little bit higher than normal, and when we came home, we both kind of felt energized and refreshed and normally if anyone with a three-year-old and a seven-year-old knows when you take kids out for the day you come back home you get on the bed and you collapse and you go thank god that's over uh, because they're a bit of a handful um but uh, we're kind of looking back and i reckon it was because you know we ate a good a good bit more fruit uh, um the strawberries and the raspberries and some other stuff that we were there but we also had a fruit drink um one of these innocent smoothie type things with lots of vitamins and guava and all the other sort of super fruits in it as well um, and we kind of shared that at lunchtime and we didn't have a lot of bread. I think we, we had a banana and someone else. Um, and there was um, basically our diet was different that day than it was other days. Now, it's got me thinking. I started thinking, actually, that's probably what's wrong with a lot of the time when I kind of feel slumped and I feel down. Is it because I've had rice? Is it because I've had, you know, pasta or noodles? And you just kind of you eat that and you just kind of your body goes, Whoa. and it just takes ages to digest it. And how much better you can feel actually, you know, reducing you know the heavier foods and then eating a lot more of the fruit and veg that you, you don't normally and it's maybe obvious to say but i actually just happened to notice it yesterday a lot more than than other days where i've tried to you know eat a bit more fruit and veg or drink a bit more water you kind of feel a bit better but not noticeably but yesterday for some reason it seemed to be much noticeably better i don't know if you guys have had a similar experience yeah i mean it's i think it's probably uh, you know like you say, not rocket science. I suppose if, if you know the days I eat better, I feel better. I mean, I do find myself quite tired a lot of the time uh, at the moment, which I think is probably yeah. diet based. Um, yeah, a lot of people just, blame the heat, but I, I think you're right. I think, I it's, think it's diet. To be honest, I think at the moment we're just busy people, so we don't have time mm-hmm. to you know cook up the salads and the vegetables and all that sort of stuff. So you end up just reaching in the freezer for something that's quick and easy, and then you just feel bleh afterwards. So um, I think it's yeah. I, I can see how it would help to have a better diet, and I'm sure exercise factors into it as well. Though Bruce, you'll yeah, we were moving around all day. Yeah, yeah, Bruce exercise. Is a cyclist. Yeah, I try and I do. I've I've, I've worked really hard over the last eighteen months because I just put weight on so quickly. If I'm not, because my diet could certainly be better. Um, but I managed to keep some sort of hold on it. If I'm um, if I'm trying to get at least three or four bits of exercise a day. I mean, I can give you a good example. Last week I cycled to Tynecastle. Uh, four days, I think. So it's nearly 100 k's of cycling last week. I felt great every day. Just 40 minutes by the end of Friday, I was I was just tickety boo, um, and even working to six o'clock, but I still felt quite good at the end of the day. This last two days, I've driven, and uh, by five o'clock today, I was like, I'm just I'm just done. Like the energy level has just dropped now. All right, we've been doing it for eight mm. days or whatever, but but actually, I really noticed the difference. We're not. We're not getting the exercise, so yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I think I know what you're saying, Sai, but it's, I, for me, it's about you've got to make, you've got to make it part of your day. You've got to find a way to go. Like, yeah. I did something I think I'd never done before in my life last week. <laughs> um, I actually came home, had my dinner because I had some leftover pizza from the night before, but then I was like, I'm not going to get in until eight o'clock tomorrow night. 
I have to make dinner for tomorrow night now. Actually, rather than go and sit on a sofa and watch yeah, yeah. watch them in, like I went, I have to make tomorrow night's dinner because then I can get in and stick it in the microwave and and I can have it the minute I walk in the door. And actually, rather than spend an hour watching something, I I actually made dinner at whatever it was nine yeah. o'clock on a Monday night. And I think I don't know. Yeah, it, yeah. I think you've got to Prep. try and find ways to do it. Yeah. Yeah, prep and planning are a big thing, isn't it? Overnight oats, because I really like them. I always forget to do it at night. I always really forget. I get up in the morning and go, oh, I wish I'd done my overnight oats last night. I never do. But I suppose that's very good for you as well, because it's got a lot of good fruit and veg and it kind of, not veg, but good, good fruit and oats and just natural yogurt and stuff. And, and it just kind of picks you up in the morning and it's really nice. Fills you up as well. But uh, anyway, enough about that. Good. No, good point as well. Um... Right, guys. Have you ever uh, have you ever sent a text message to the wrong person? There's a question for you. Uh, I tell you, this is coming from a couple of years ago now. To be honest with you, uh, it was a New Year's Eve, and I think I was actually trying to send a text to either one of you or our <laughs> other friend Colin, um, and it was about <laughs> it was about going out. I, th- I think, if I remember rightly, and as it, you do to friends, you use maybe some more colourful language than you would perhaps do to someone else and uh this text message was full of uh expletives and things like that and it was quite yeah quite long and quite drawn out and funny um it's not like you said you're normally very um, i know uh, i know it was maybe it was maybe to our other friend colin because we have more text messages that aren't always polite so anyway full of words and it got sent and i realized i'd sent it to actually my wife's uncle um who uh (laughs) <laughs> who, to be fair, never mentioned it, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, we know we did, we'd never spoke of it. But um, it was just quite embarrassing to know I'd done that. But uh, when did you he, find out you'd done it? Was it an immediate recognition? Oh shit, it was the wrong person, or was it the next day going? Why no, did no, Colin not it respond? Was pretty immediate when I sent no. it. I realised because <laughs> we had, yeah, I can't remember exactly. I think he's maybe close to the names or something on the list. But anyway, uh, as soon as I'd done it, I went off, and I remember going to. Hazel going, oh my god, I've just sent this to your uncle. Um, anyway. <laughs> so anything like that, boys? Anything, you know, experiences yeah, that you'd god. like to share? I had a phone. Uh, one of my first sort of touchscreen phones was quite bad for, if you had it in your pocket, you it would like, like things and <laughs> or reply <laughs> to stuff. Like, yeah. so I had a few incidents for that where I'd kind of be like, I'd you know, it seems to have whatever it was. That particular phone was really bad for um, for doing that. <laughs> um, I can't think of a particular. And I've sent the wrong thing just no. to the wrong person, but you know, like a kind of yeah. wee gift that wasn't actually intended for that person. Particularly Facebook Messenger, yeah, I see... find is quite bad for that. You can, because the minute you hit send, yeah. that's it gone, yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh no, no, still. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've probably done that actually more. I don't think I've sent a, a text message to the wrong person, but you see the number of messages if you're on WhatsApp now and whatever else, and you go message deleted, and you just think, what did they send, and who yeah, was yeah. it supposed to be for? And you can delete them now. So that with a text message, obviously it's send and forget, but with a with the WhatsApp and stuff, you can get a bit more interaction. You can go back and delete a message you didn't mean to. So I think people are preferring that these days. But no, I don't think I've ever yeah. sent anything. Definitely nothing embarrassing or memorable. Um, that's for Good. sure. But, uh, Good. Well, <laughs> well done. Uh, right. Uh, okay. Let's let's move on from that to the uh, which is surely to be the highlight of the week. The uh, this quiz of the week. Um, this week, our quiz master is Mr. Bruce Strachan. I'm ready. Lay it on me, Brucey. Oh yeah, quiz boy is back. Coming in, coming in real <laughs> Scottish quiz music style this week uh so um i think we'll re- just return to our normal format which is that uh james you're going to answer first today and then si can swoop in and steal if he uh if he, thinks he knows the answer so you're going first for the first five okay and then second okay. five size going first all right Got okay Got all right Pile it. okay so first question which Scottish pop band's biggest hits include Let There Be Love, She's a River, and Belfast Child? Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, for our... uh, I know Belfast Child. Uh, you mean which bands? So you want three bands? 
No, it's it's the same band. Oh, which band has those three hits? Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, I should know it. I'm, I'm going to say the Bluebells, but it's not the Bluebells. Oh, you're I don't saying know. the Bluebells. For those not watching on I'm YouTube, gonna... James and Simon's faces as they're trying to work out the answer to that question was an absolute pick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Simon. Yeah, go on. Uh, I'm going to go with Simple Minds. Music. Oh, maybe yes. You might be right. Actually, yes. Simon oh, B. Belfast Child. In with the steel. It is Simple Minds. Well done. It's a cracking flying Belfast start, right? It's a good song. Right. Okay. Right. This one's a this one's a wee uh, test for you. Uh, which Scottish singer was listed by Time Magazine in 2010 as the seventh most influential person in the world, according to Time Magazine? So it's a person we're looking for. Yeah. Okay. I'll be stunned if you get this. To be honest, this is a, it's a doozy. Is there any clue? Is the person still alive, or is that person uh, now dead? I will say that they are still alive. Yes. Still alive. Okay. Right. Male or female? Give us a clue. Uh, I'll give you that much. I will say female. Okay. Good. Because I have two. I've got two in mind. So I think one of them might be your favourite, Si. <laughs> Jimmy, it's you answer first. Is it? Oh, yeah. sorry. I was waiting on Si answering. Uh, sorry, I think I, I think it might be Annie Lennox. Oh, he's got Annie Lennox. Yeah, that's Jimmy's answer. But I've got another one that I think it might be. Um, I, You might be a good call with Annie Lennox, but I, in the world, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Yeah, let's go for Annie Lennox then. Lulu wrong. would be my other one. Uh, well, you're both wrong with Annie Lennox. You're also wrong with Lulu. No, according oh. to Time magazine in 2010, the seventh most influential, which is quite hard to say, the seventh most <laughs> uh, influential person in the world was Susan Boyle. Oh, what? Well, oh, 2010. I should have. Yeah, you should have guessed it was someone like that. Eh? Take it up with Time magazine, not with me. Question three. Yeah. What was the title of Travis's highest placed single in the UK charts? Why does it all, always rain on me? Jimmy has gone for why does it always rain on me? I, to be fair, I probably just go with that as well. It's the only one I actually know. And you're both wrong. Uh, ah! It's actually Sing. Was their highest? Is it sing, uh, sing, oh, okay. sing, 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 yeah. There you go. Fair enough. Uh, some of these, some of these are the easier ones, boys. But anyway, let's last point. <laughs> uh oh, uh oh. Question four: Who performed Scotland's official World Cup song in 1978? 78. Who performed it? It's got to be Rod Stewart. Oh. Jimmy's just gone for Rod of the Stewart. It's not Rod, is it? I don't I know. I was going to say that as well, but I don't know. Um, the official Scottish... Uh, I was one. You were, yeah, I know, we don't really... Uh, you, were, you were just born. You weren't even born. <laughs> Rod Stewart as well, go on. You're going Rod Stewart. Well, 1978 World Cup, famous for... We're on a match with Which was not Rod Stewart, but that was <laughs> no. the that was the red herring because uh, that was the unofficial uh, track. It was more popular, ah. but Rod Stewart did release the official track. Ole Ola. Hey. Oh, hey. right. Hey. Cool. <laughs> so, I thought you were going to Billy Connolly there. But. I got ah. one right by being wrong. Yeah. Something like that. Wrong. Okay. Good. Uh, right. Last one for you to go first. Jimmy. Okay. What is the only ABBA song which mentions Glasgow in the lyrics? Not a clue. Uh, I'm going to have to guess Mamma Mia. Oh, I was going to say, do you, want, do you want some multiple choice? Was so, that one of them? Uh, I'm going to say Super Trooper. Oh, so I was going to say Super Trooper. Okay. Well, More likely. As Sai knew the answer, uh, he is right. Super Trooper is the answer. Would you care to uh, sing us the uh, line, Sai? Um, it's something. Uh, 
in Glasgow. <laughs> so no, oh, man. No, no is the, the answer. answer. Just say no. It's yeah. like no. Bjorn's in the room. Uh, <laughs> I was sick and tired of everything <laughs> when I called you last night from Glasgow. Right from Glasgow. <laughs> That's the one. Super trooper. Well, uh, amazingly, Sai Beatty, 3-1 lead going into the second half of the quiz. There you go. Very did he nice. get three there, did he? He did. He did. Well, he got two wow. and you both got one right. So... Simon's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've not felt like this before. Right, okay. <laughs> right, hold it together for the last <laughs> bit, Si. Uh, okay. Jerry Rafferty uh, is most famous yeah. for his hit uh, Baker Street. But yeah. uh, with which famous Scottish musician did he have a band prior to this solo success? Mm. I know. Um, oh, no. No, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the answer. Pass. He's passed it. Mm, I thought it was Gary Clark. It's not Gary Clark, is it? Is that your guess, Jimmy? It's a, yeah, it's a that's good. my guess, Gary Clark. Boys, that was it was hidden in plain sight. The answer is, of course, oh. Billy Connolly. Don't tell Billy me, Billy Connolly. Oh. <laughs> the humble bums. Ah, I, didn't, I thought you'd get that one quite easy. I thought you'd uh, think it was uh, ah, easy. <laughs> it's the shawari moment. Ah, there you go. Yeah, uh, the humble bums first, and then yes, went off to their own success. Uh, question seven. Scores remain the same. Bobby Bluebell and his band took which song to number one following its appearance on an advert for a Volkswagen Golf in 1991? Bobby Bluebell. Uh... 1991 Volkswagen Golf. Um, uh, nope, I don't think I'm going to guess on that one either, I'm afraid. Wasn't Young at Heart, was it? Jimmy, you keep asking me a question like <laughs> like you're expecting me to give you a steer. <laughs> young a at Heart. You young have to offer me an answer. <laughs> okay, my answer is Young at Heart by the Bluebells. You are right, the Bluebells, yes. So, Young at Heart is well the done, answer. Well Jimmy pulls one back. 3 2. Okay. It does. Well done. Uh, all right. Uh, question 8. Formed in Glasgow in 1995, which group, including guitarist Stuart Braithwaite, takes its name from a creature in the film Gremlins? You're going to have to repeat that for me, Brucey. Okay. So, formed in Glasgow in 1995, which group, including guitarist Stuart Braithwaite, takes its name from a creature in the film Gremlins? Uh, I don't know. The only thing I can think of is Gizmo. But Mogwai uh, is the answer. There you go. Very good. Not up on your very Scottish good. indie side. <laughs> no, I'm afraid I'm not. Right, this one's much more in your no, ballpark. I think we've lost now. James, Bruce. Oh, have we? Okay, just. Oh, lost brilliant, James. Oh, we literally have lost James. He's disappeared like completely. We've literally lost him from the pod. Brilliant. Oh, he's coming back. He's coming back. We might get to say something so before the end of brilliant. the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah well done, no, Sai. No, Fantastic. I'm back. I'm back. Brilliant. I'm back. That was superb. Just answer those last There's few no, questions with no. There's no way you could have answered another question in the time I was gone. <laughs> I was away looking uh, up the answers. Ah, uh, right. right, back with us. He's back with us. Okay. Damn. Right. Sure I said gizmo there. Anyway, right. <laughs> Question uh, nine. Si, this is your wheelhouse. Come on. Wet, wet, wet cover of the Trogs' Love is All Around featured on the soundtrack to which 1990s Richard Curtis film? Four Weddings and a Funeral. Four weddings and a funeral. Okay, well, there you go. Yes, four each. Going into the last question. Okay. Oh, this, this is okay. Which Scottish singer is famous for songs including Belter, Cantor, and Sun Queen? Um, I don't know the actual... Florence and the Machine, but I don't know her actual name. Scottish. Uh, I'm going to go with Amy MacDonald. Oh, no, you're both wrong. Jerry ah, Cinnamon. Jerry Cinnamon. She is a belter. There you go. <laughs> uh, there you go. Oh, 
There you go. Right, so it's so a tie. So there's no tie-break tie break question? I do have a tie-break question. For some reason, I, I chucked a tie-break one in, and it turns out we've needed it. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we're going to do it like a penalty shootout, and basically sudden death penalty shootout. Um, who was going first there? Was it Sai? So Sai, you get to go first. Delamitri. Okay. Uh, and uh, yes, you'll see what I mean in a second. Delamitri have had five albums reach the UK top ten. Can you name one of them? <laughs> um, I'm going to go. It's got to be a, I no, but a self-titled album, Delamitri. Is that it's one of the names? It's a self-titled album. Jimmy, can you knock Sai out with a Delamitri album? Oh, sister will be screaming at the podcast. Not that she listens, but um, she was a big Delamitri fan. And I'm trying to remember. I'm going to go Delamitri, Delamitri, yeah. No, 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 nobody's got oh, one. Oh, I've got one. Can oh. I come back? No, I think I've got one. Well, you no, can't. No, he's given his answer. Enough well, of that. It's sudden death, so Sai had a shot missed. You had a shot he missed. He missed so his penalty shot, yeah. So there's okay. okay, right, Sai. Is it uh, now Saturday night, Sunday morning? Would that be a title of an Oh, album? that's the Rivers. The, the, that's, oh, um, is it the wrong group? Oh, yeah, that's it's the wrong group. Saturday night through the Sunday morning. All right. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do this a different way. Okay. So, which one of these is a Delamitri top five <laughs> album? Okay. Who goes I'm gonna, first? I'm going. Uh, uh, I'll just have to ask the question. I'm literally making this up as I go. Okay. Okay. Is it a hat full of rain? Is it waking change? Is it twisted, or is it everything change? I'm going with everything change. Um, I'll go for the other change one. Whatever the other one. Was. Waking change. Yeah, Waking one of change. Two. Couldn't remember. You're killing me, boys. You're absolutely killing me. Uh, oh really? It's none of them. It was half full of rain. Was the uh, was the actual <laughs> answer? Right, that's it. Do you know what? Let's just call it a draw. We we'll call we'll it. Listen a draw. to some Scottish we'll music. The period. Unbelievable. <laughs> Don't do a well, music was, quiz. That's yeah, that's the lesson there. Well, I got four there. That was quite good for me. No, I right, got four okay. as well. Yeah. Let's move on before anyone thinks about that too much. <laughs> yeah, um, I know. Well done, Bruce. Sorry we let you down there. Yeah. Okay, let's try and bring the podcast back up again with things that people haven't heard about yet. James, Ooh. you've got a doozy. I know you have. Go for it. No, it's not a doozy, side, but you do know I like to talk beaver and there because the beavers in Abernethy... And, uh, and and that excited me um, because they were just like literally like 100 yards outside the door, my front door here, building a dam. Right. And uh, I was reading just recently that Scotland has its first beaver tunnel. Yeah. Beaver a, tunnel. A tunnel built specifically for beavers under a railway line just near Glen Eagles. And Network Rail have stuck a, a tunnel to allow beavers to cross safely uh, from one side of the railway tracks to the other. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to mark this podcast uh, <laughs> as being the one that uh, let everybody know that Scotland now has a beaver tunnel. So yeah, um, is it open officially? <laughs> it's officially open. That's and yes, the the news went out and the beavers uh, all crowded round, had a great time, and then went through the tunnel, came and out the other side <laughs> safe. Is this a self-built <laughs> beaver tunnel, or or did somebody, you know, specifically engineer it? I think they right? drilled a hole. I think they actually. I beg your pardon. Who's the they? Is what really what I'm getting at. <laughs> Network Rail. It was Network Rail ah, that, that Network. did the. Ah, Sorry, yeah, yeah. They they, they built the tunnel to stop the trains running over the beavers. Uh, I don't know if that was a big problem, but it was <laughs> it's to stop the problem before it happens. Maybe I don't know, but um, but yeah, they they decided to build a tunnel. Just because there was a lot of beaver activity in the area, and they they drilled a hole through a bit to let beavers through. You know, do you remember? Yay, do you remember? Uh, remember the episode of the West Wing? Now we're going back a bit here, but there was a West Wing episode where uh, CJ was approached by a group of people who wanted to build like a wolf highway across America, so wolves could um, walk uninterrupted across America safely. I guess this is you know it's like that. Very similar. Very similar, except it's beavers, and it's Scotland, and it's a tunnel. Yeah. 
but yes, apart from that, very yeah. similar. It's almost ex- almost exactly the same. I see how you link the two in yeah, your yeah. head there. Yeah, great. Well, <laughs> next time we're up near Abernethy or whatever, we'll be sure to check out the tunnels um, at Glen Eagles. Tunnels near Glen Eagles. Um, Glen it's Eagles, not near so. Abernethy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it doesn't say exactly where. Because okay, they don't okay. want people to stake it out, I don't think. Go and as have long a as shot. the beavers know where they're going, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Well, good, good. Go. Well, that is... This is riveting tonight, guys. Riveting. <laughs> hey, um, anyone still listening at this point, they've done well. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's Hang a test, this one. Uh, right. Um, I don't, Bruce, you didn't have uh, something this week, is that right? We're moving no. On? Can I just do a plug for my no. show? Is that we Can we do that? It's available from edfringe.com. Yeah. You know, it's, just, it's, it's a good time to do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Called what? Is he? What's it called? Sweet FA. It opens at the Fringe, fifth of August. Sweet FA. Although Sweet just about anyone who's and the tickets very reason. The tickets very reasonably priced. Some are. Some are. <laughs> and, uh, in, and we should also mention perhaps um, another show that we're involved with called You Choose for people with children. Yes. Oh absolutely. yes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That opens next James week. Yes, so you should bring like your kids down. Yeah. Perfect for your kids, Jimmy. Yeah. So you choose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, based on the books by Nick Sharrett. And uh, for anyone who knows the book, you kind of pick your own. It's almost like a pick your own adventure. You see pictures on the on the book, and the show is brilliant because it uh, it follows a kind of choose your own adventure story. So no two shows are the same. Uh, is it a bit like improv? Is there a bit of improv in it, and and you follow a loose storyline or? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's it's yep. there's, there's a set of options, and each each point you reach has a has an option that you can kind of go a slightly different way, and different characters that can be chosen. So, um, every show will have a different character, a different location, um, uh, things like that. So by the end, um, there's a whole different, unique story has been made uh, for that particular audience, and there's a lot of good kind of it's very COVID uh, compliant uh, in terms of the current rules and stuff. So. Um, the show's been a wee bit adapted, but it's great fun for kids like two to two to eight. So yeah, it's well worth the mention. Right? Right Starts in, next uh, week. You 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 could bring your kids every day and see a different show, James. Every wow. day of the French. I'll do that. Lovely. Um, while we're also talking about other things, we should mention the socials. Uh, we should mention the Twitter is the Burek One or Burek One. Sorry. Uh, if you want to drop us an email, it's the Burek at hotmail dot com. Uh, we've actually had a review on iTunes, guys. Amazing. Believe it or not. Was it, was uh, it somebody that wasn't family? Or was it family? That's right. Well, uh, James's mum. I mean, I think that's probably... Uh, right. yeah, it's, yeah, probably yeah. it's probably anonymous. Anonymous. Yeah, I don't yeah, know who that yeah. is. Lots of James. It says, uh, it, says a lovely, <laughs> it says a lovely social chat between friends that is a delight to overhear. Uh, this person has tried a couple of whiskey recommendations and James knows what he's talking about. Uh, he loves the Scots word too. So well, there you so go. So well done. There we go. Uh, so if anyone does want to leave us a review on uh, iTunes, uh, please do because it only helps us uh, the rankings, etc. So it's great if you can. Um, Crowdfunder okay. Corner, boys. That time of week again, and we're heading to Perth this week, James. This is on your doorstep. Excellent. I've got a wad of cash. Don't know what to do with I. What do you suggest? Well. Well, if you've got some spare cash, this is a very worthwhile cause. This is the School Uniform Bank. Uh, it's based in Perth. It's run by the Social Flock in Perth. I know of um, it. Yep. You know of it. Great. Yep. They, they are aiming to offer 300 young people free school uniforms, basically, this for August. Uh, they're trying to help families in need across Perthshire. The children are between 4 and 18 years old. A pack will include three t-shirts or shirts, two jumpers, two pairs of trousers or skirts, two PE kits uh, with shirts and jogging bottoms and stuff, uh, all in a brand new school bag for the kids as well. So Fantastic. I think it is fantastic. Um, they're currently they're trying to raise £5,000 uh, to complete this sort of effort. They've got... £1,500 so far, uh, and it's ongoing, basically. I'm, I don't see a deadline. Well, obviously, the deadline's August, I guess. But um, 
if anyone can, it's, it's it seems a really good thing to be doing, uh, especially yeah. as we know the price of school uniforms oh, these days and the, mental. A lot of families struggle to, um, I guess, you know, buy. Yeah, and uniforms. there's a lot of schools now, and I noticed I was down just down the road in Nubra, and they had in their co-op they, they, a lot of the sort of local shops will actually start collecting, you know, uniforms that are still pretty good from last year. Your kids have grown out of. You can donate them, and they'll give them to the school, and the school can then dish them out from there. You know, because a lot of them, some of them have logos on for the school, and they're only specific for that primary. And so there is sort of a lot of local collections that go on. So if you do have some some you know uniforms from your school kids, don't ever throw them out. There's always somebody that would be more than happy to take it off your hands because you know it does add up, and you get and you have to get new ones every year. The kids they grow so fast at that age. You just gotta gotta keep no, going. Absolutely. Um, there's a hashtag for this one. It's hashtag buy a bear in a bag. Uh, so if anyone wants to follow that, we'll link it on the Twitter as well. But uh, yeah. Good. I think that's very worthwhile. So if anyone, James, if you got your spare cash burning a hole, uh, I will. You know. I will. I will. Uh, what's the name of that again, Sai? It's the School Uniform Bank by Social Flock. And uh, if you just type that in on Crowdfunder, you'll find it. Got it on it. Um, good man. Crowdfunder, all over it. Look, look at that live as it happens. Uh, great. So that was Crowdfunder Corner this week. Uh, Jimmy D, we're back to you with uh, whiskey of the week. A wow, fan okay. Well, uh, <laughs> a fan favourite, exactly. Well, this week uh, we're going to probably one of the most northerly mainland distilleries in Wick. Does anybody know the whiskey that's made in Wick? Is it the Wick whiskey? It's not. It is called Old Pulteney. Now, it is a, a very common one that you might see on the shelves. It's a 12-year-old Old Pulteney. It's one of the most common ones you'll get in the supermarkets and stuff. Uh, and I'll be honest, it's not one of my favourites. And this is one that uh, I do need to drink with water. There's, there's a lot of them I like to drink neat. Um, but this one, uh, although I, I do drink it neat sometimes, but I do prefer it with uh, just a, a smidgen of water. Now... This brings me on to my next point, a smidgen. You know, I've said to you, you should add a little bit of water. If you don't like it, add a little bit more. If you don't like it, add a little bit more. Now, how do you add that water? I have in the past just drip the tap till it's just going drip, 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 and then held the glass under, and then you can get an exact amount of water. That's a good way if you don't have a jug or anything near, and you just want to get a little bit in. Don't try and run the tap and just kind of wave the glass under it because you just get random amounts of water in, in the whiskey. Um, you've, even from a jug, it's very difficult if you've got even just a little jug like this, I'm sure on the, it's just like a milk jug. Um, if you're trying to pour water from that, it can be very difficult to get just the right amount. So I have uh, what every man that, that has everything needs in his life. Um, not that I have everything, but you need this. Do you know what this is? And I'm showing it on the, the YouTube for, for those uh, viewers at home. Does anybody know what that is? I mean, and it looks a little bit like a... still at the top sort of like a sort of test tube but with kind of much more yeah. shaping to it uh, correct pipette it does style. exactly look like a test tube it is exactly that Brucey well done it is a pipette okay and everyone's thinking what that's a bit wanky what, what's that James why have you got a pipette I don't know I like it and it's got a wee whiskey still shape at the top of it and somebody gave me it as a present and I thought that's quite cool but if any, for those who don't know what a pipette is if you have a straw and you and you and you put it into water and you you put your finger over the end of the straw the water doesn't come out as you know and then you can then use that to just lift your finger off and then the water will drip out so if you don't have a pipette you can make one from a straw however i do have a pipette i have this lovely glass pipette um and uh, it just holds you put it into the jug of water or into a glass of water and as you can see it holds an amount just because i've got my finger over the hole at the top and then you can just just release your finger gently, and you just get a lovely little drop of water right. on your whiskey. So there's some tips all. there for this week. <laughs> totally your camera work, well done. your camera work <laughs> there was appalling, appalling. It went it went into the whiskey, and it was just oh, really. Brilliant. I was Did just it, doing I? it, you know. Brilliant. Trust me, it all worked out perfectly. Okay, that's how Taylor totally worked. Brilliant. brilliant. Uh, okay. Oh, shut up! Right, okay. I'm gonna science with Jimmy D. There. Right, look, you just there you go. Is that better? Uh huh. And you just you release your now. finger off the end, 
Beautiful. Ah, no. A little bit of water in there. Got far too much water in my whiskey now. Okay. Uh, but then you get it's a Highland whiskey uh, because it's obviously from the most northerly point. Uh, and Old Pulteney do a, a whole range, like a lot of distilleries, a 12 or 15, 18, 30. You can get a whole different types of Old Pulteney, different casks. They do a massive range uh, of whiskies. A lot of them, you only buy them in airports and stuff. But it's a great um, uh, all-round whiskey. It's got a little bit of complexity. It's a little bit... Uh, you know, harsher than the Speysides, but it's not as bad as the Islands as for the, the the actual smoke or the peat. You don't get any of that coming through, but you do get that good bit of burn uh, drinking down. So Old Pontley's a good one. And uh, I'll be talking about in a future episode a, another uh, a whiskey liqueur you get from uh, the Old Pontley distillery called Stroma. And uh, I'll be talking about that on a future uh, podcast. So watch out for that. And uh, do you want to do a little bit of AMA? Trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. <laughs> Oh, it's mm. no need. Mm. No need. Oh, and it's just you just a wee. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. Oh, so the, that's lovely. So we better It's available oh. in in all the good shops, Jimmy, like a local supermarket. So you could have got us one. Yeah, yeah, easy, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so you can uh, get the old Pulteney pretty much anywhere. A twelve-year-old old Pulteney. Um, but if you do like it, like I say, it's got a bit more of a burn, and you can kind of hear them. <clears throat> Even with the water in it, it does give that a little bit more. You can tell that was a whiskey, and it's you not feel stopping it a you lot though, more. It's not even slowing it's you down. <laughs> it's not not even not even a little bit, Chrissy. Um So yeah, um, but old Pulteney, yeah, lovely whiskey. So uh, yeah, highly recommend it. And for people who don't have their own pipette, can they just go into a local school and steal one from a science department? Yes, ex- exactly, Si. Exactly. Um, you can steal it, um, or uh, just use a drinking straw, as mentioned earlier. Uh, and just use a, a straw uh, to drop your water in, or just the dripping tap. That I always find that works. Um, but if you do live in an area with very hard water in the town, city centres, and stuff like that, do use bottled water, please, because there's so many chemicals in your your tap water. Don't do this in London if you're listening, or New York. Don't don't take water in your whiskey out of the tap. Use bottled water, please. Well, that's that's, it. that's all I'm going to say. Public service announcement from uh, the Whiskey Drinkers Federation. Top tip right cheers cheers jimmy d enjoy that um well i think we should probably move on to our final section of this podcast uh which is our scots word of the week before jimmy d gets too drunk um because it's actually jimmy d that's uh yeah the words i've got it i've got i'm up this week right so I can either give you both or you can choose. Sai, what would you rather? Would you rather to choose choose one? How, how are we doing for time? Do you need me we to fill <laughs> We're just the right amount of time this week, I think. So just okay. uh, you can carry on. You can either have Maffle or Malafuster. Mm. You can either have Maffle or Malafuster, Sai. What would you rather? Well, I think we should probably go for Malafusta. Malafuster. Yeah. Is Malafuster... To destroy something. Is it a male chicken? Is it to be obstinate or awkward? Or is it to play the fool? Oh, four. Come on. Mm. Uh, I'll take one out for you then. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Uh, uh, is that too hard? 25% yeah, chance, not enough for you, Brucey. My brain can't do the extra. <laughs> I just can't remember them. See, I'm going to have to ask you okay, so, because I've been too so busy. So, Mal- Mal- Malafuster. Malafuster. Is it to destroy yeah. something? Destroy. Male chicken. To be obstinate or awkward. <laughs> or to play the fool. Well, I'm going to dive right in and think it's so bizarre that it's probably wrong it's the male chicken size gone male chicken I I'm not sure that Jimmy would have come up with a red herring with the word obstinate in it so I'm going to go for that (laughs) and I double bluffed you because I knew you would think that (laughs) (laughs) it's got a thesaurus out I absolutely <laughs> double bluffed you. It is to destroy something. Uh, uh, the, it's not the male chicken. I did the fooster because of the rooster. rooster I thought rooster, you might say that, that. Si. I thought you'd go for that. Uh, and uh, yeah, to play the fool. But yeah, obstinate or awkward. I thought I'll make it sound like a dictionary corner from Countdown, and Bruce will probably pick that one. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, it's more fun. So it's yeah, more fun watch picking out them in the future. So Malafuster. So if you're gonna if you're gonna destroy something this weekend, give it a good Malafuster. Mm. Malafuster. So uh, the Beaver Tunnel will stop beavers from being Malafusted. Is that right? Ing Malafustering. Because that, that was the, the, because they they were built the tunnel to stop them building dams, so yeah, so they were destroying something. So right. they, they they built the tunnels to stop them doing. That. I think okay. that's that's good. nice nice good you bring the beavers back into it though. Sorry, we haven't talked enough about that. Well, that's good. Appreciate that. That's all right. Uh, fantastic. Well, guys, we've somehow got to the end of it uh, this week, which is an achievement. Um, Anything else to add before we do our sign-offs this week? My favourite bit was where Jimmy uh, fell off for 30 seconds. That was my, uh, that was my highlight. Of the yeah, I, w- I what? For 30 seconds? Disappeared. Stop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know why. why. Anyway, technical, well, I'm just ho- technical issues. Yeah, we'll soon see. But I'm just slightly worried that this hasn't recorded the first bit of your evening this evening, James. Ah. So it could be, could be a very interesting... Ah! podcast <laughs> well to be I fair bruce, bruce talked for most of the first half anyway so that's oh right. uh, outrageous <laughs> hello hold on excuse me <laughs> jimmy it's, it's it's the kettle on he's something about something calling you black or something was it oh yeah uh good well it's, it's it's been something uh right um thank you boys for your time uh nice to speak to you this week Pleasure, uh, we'll do it all again We'll do it all again next week, I'm sure. Uh, and uh, by this time next week, Bruce, of course, you well, will you have opened your show? Yeah, uh, be about. To, I probably won't. I won't not. Won't be here next week, probably. So you'll need to get uh, one of the uh, one of our great uh, co-hosts in for next week because um, I will right. be technical rehearsals next week. Is where I will be. So uh, yes, sure. I'll be thinking of you, but I will be at Tynecastle trying to not have a coronary. <laughs> Well, we shall get on with filling that uh, third seat. Uh, James, you'll be here next week. I shall. Oh, well, you can't have everything. Um, we'll uh, see you next week then, James. Brucey, good luck with everything. Uh, we'll thank see you in a couple of weeks. And uh, everyone else who's listening, thank you for listening. Uh, stay safe. We'll see you soon. And good night. Good night. Bye.